Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do declare, here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dreamers. After meeting up with part of Patrick's pack, the boys head into their den to hatch a plan. Realizing that they need concrete proof that something other than Patrick is conducting the attacks, they agree to lure the adventurers in for a mild encounter with the wolves. They venture back in, and Abby carries out her attack getting a bit too carried away, biting a chunk out of Rob Strong. Tyronicus puts the adventurers to sleep and they panically run back to the entrance. With irrefutable proof of another monster lurking at the pass, they decide to head to the court in the morning to speak with Judge Russell. I do declare, Yorana is back in session. The next morning, you hear what sounds like some manner of rooster crowing outside of the inn. You wake up to a little bit of light shining in through the inn room window. Tyronicus, as you wake up, you see Richard standing over you in the chair, and he says, Assistant! Um, Tyronicus is just going to open up one eye, just like, what is it? It's time to get up. An assistant should always be up before his boss. Again, guys, I'm not your assistant. I'm not a lawyer. Right. Well, you can be. I think I'll pass. There really should be some manner of certification system, don't you think, Thomas? Wait, so you guys are just, you just claim you're a lawyer and you automatically become one? Well, no. I studied really, really hard. Yeah, there is law school, but it's technically not required. No one's really... So you went to school and they didn't give you... I have a diploma, but... You didn't have to take, like, a test or a certification to like prove that you're a lawyer so if i just went to the court right now and told them i'm a lawyer they would just take me at face value pretty much well you wouldn't be any good at it yeah i mean years and years of schooling that that makes you a much better lawyer than someone that just walks in i mean all if i if all i gotta do is convince people one way or another that doesn't seem very hard well then why don't you try it mr fancy pants maybe i will Fine, do it. <clears throat> anyway, Tiro is going to head downstairs to ask where Elvira's room is. Sure. You begin walking down the stairs, and you actually see Elvira at the bar. Hey, how did your night go? Oh, uh, hey, pretty good. Um, Rob's a little sick. Probably just an infection from the bite. You know, it's it was it was pretty big, so. Trying to get him some a little something to eat, get in his system. He's sweating a little bit. Nothing crazy. I, I think he'll be okay. Just got to keep it clean. Right. Great. That's that's great. I mean, not that great that he's sick, but it's great that he's doing. All right. So, next steps. Uh, so, we're going to go down to the court. Uh, we're going to explain what happened. Maybe we could bring Rob along. I know he's a little sick, but... Or maybe just you, if you want to come along with us. So, we have... Uh, More of that eyewitness testimony. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you need. If, if you need Rob, I'm sure he, he'd be happy to come. If not, then uh, I'd, I'd be happy to go. And, of course, I'm not uh, I'm not hurting right now. So I think just, yeah, just you would do would do fine. All right. Uh, let, let me go get this over to, uh, to Rob, and I'll meet you out here in 10 minutes. 
You guys got some breakfast or something? Sounds good. Sure. Okay. And she heads off. Well, this is going great. All right. Well, you heard her. Breakfast time. And I'm going to walk over to uh, whoever's serving at the bar. I'm going to smack my hand on the table. I'm going to say, bacon me, Graham Graham. Wait, I mean, uh, just bacon, please. An old lady turns around and goes, eat your bacon, son. And tosses some bacon out of a skillet onto a plate and slides it over to you. Thank you. I don't know where that Graham Graham came from, but thank you for the bacon. I love it. How'd you know my nickname? Everyone in town calls me Gram Gram. Just an odd feeling, but thank you. Oh, Gram Gram, can you make me French toast and then make a little smiley face with strawberries and bacon? I don't know what French is, but I can definitely make you some organic toast. What does that entail? It's bread and eggs and milk and honey. Oh, same deal. Thank you. All right. And Graham Graham gets to work making you some organic toast. Mm. Coffee, boys? Yes, please. Never touch the stuff. Do you have tea? Yeah, I do, actually. Could I'll have some of that instead. Maybe a little whiskey in it? Oh, you know, <laughs> why not? It's five o'clock somewhere, right? A lot of sugar in mine, Graham Graham, please. You got it. Any whiskey for you, Mr. Bones? Just, just the sugar. In fact, double it. All right. Graham Graham pulls out like a big block of solidified sugar, throws it in a cup, and just pours a little bit of coffee over it. Perfect. She slides it over to you. She pulls out some black tea, steeps it for a couple of minutes, and then uh, you see she puts in about a shot worth of whiskey and slides it over to Tarani's. And she says, all right, that'll be a five gold, boyos. Oh. Um, put it on Richard's tab. Yes. That's a gr- Yes. Richard from upstairs. You got it. Thank you. Uh, how do you eat, Mr. Bones? So I, I don't mean to be intrusive. I'm just curious. That's a very good question, Thomas. I don't think I've ever seen you eat before. I just put it in my mouth like this, and I toss it in the hole that is my mouth, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, you put it in your mouth, you chew, and then as you quote-unquote swallow, the food just, like, falls onto the chair. Yum. <laughs> Rodic is just going to, like, push his plate away from him. He's like, you know what? I, I think I'm okay. <laughs> no, no, try it. Try it. The toast is very good. Oh, why not? He's going to bring it back. <laughs> Tyronicus, you get four temporary hit points. Hey. Yay. What do I get? Ooh. You get one temporary hit point. Okay, it's something. Yeah, and in order, I, I want to stress, Thomas, for you to do it, it's really hard. You have to, like, chew all of this food, let it fall onto the, like, seat, and then soak. You, like, put your hand in the coffee cup to, like, soak in the caffeine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> and it takes a lot of effort, but you do get that one temporary hit point. Yummy. Eventually, Richard comes out, his hair looking perfectly coiffed, and says, Good morning, assistants. Graham Graham, bacon me. And he opens his mouth and Graham Graham throws bacon into it like perfectly. And he goes, Mmm, yes. Thank you, Graham Graham. Do you want your coffee, Richard? Y- yes, Graham Graham, the usual. Lots of milk. And she pours about three quarters of a cup worth of milk. Puts in a little bit of coffee. And he says, excellent. And he slides a gold piece across the table. Well, what's going on, assistants? You're really taking this assistant thing and running with it, huh? A guy says it once, and now you're just going on and on. I mean, we know. It just felt natural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you compensating for something? Is that why you don't like being an assistant uncle? I'm not an assistant, though. I own my own practice. All right. Anyway, let's go to the courthouse. Right. Courthouse. (laughs) Yeah. As you guys are in the middle of this awkward conversation, Elvira walks out and goes, All right. You guys ready to go? Yep. Yeah. All right, let's do it. And you head to the courthouse. You guys step inside through that nice, simple, but very pretty, colorful marble architecture. You make your way into the room, and one of the reclaimers lets you through as Richard waves to them, and you walk in. And sitting behind the judge's bench, you see Judge Russell, the grung judge with that nice big white kind of colonial wig. And Richard runs up and says, Archie, we've done it again. Oh, what'd you do, Richard? Richard did nothing, but we did everything. Uh, We have actually discovered that Patrick is indeed not the culprit. Yes, our friend here, um, her friend, got attacked by... It wasn't 
really werewolf mob, some kind of monster, but it also gave very similar structures to a werewolf. Very odd, but some monster in the forest last night, and uh, we almost we just barely escaped with our lives. But it was a beast, no less. It, it, it was terrifying. It definitely was a beast, but. Um, clearly it couldn't have been Patrick because he's been locked up here. In jail, right. In jail for seasons. Well, do you have any evidence? We have a witness. We could get more We have multiple witnesses, actually, that all saw the same thing. Go on, my friend. Tell her. And then he, he, uh, gestures to Elvira. Go on. Tell the judge. Uh, yeah, I, um, well, I guess I really didn't see anything. I... I got knocked down and then I fell asleep, but I did see my friend, uh, Rob. He was he was injured pretty bad. So, it you you didn't see anything. N- no, I I guess I I heard some growling. Her, her friend was definitely attacked too. We can bring him back. We'll bring all of them in here. Like they all saw it. Please, in the future, make sure you come in prepared to court. Okay, we're prepared. We, yeah, Elvira, go get everybody. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ovira runs. This is ridiculous. Okay, give us one moment, please. No, you're right. This is ridiculous. What, Richard, I thought you were of higher quality than this. Oh, Come by on. the way, Judge, did I mention how great you look today? I mean, are you, oh. are you doing something special with your hair? <gasps> oh, my God, you noticed? And she starts curling one of the white judge's curls on the wig. Kiss up. Well, what's your name? Sorry, I, I, I'm bad with names. Uh, my name's Jiro. Jiro, wow. Really, uh, well, um, yeah. I am doing something new with my hair. I actually just got a new wig. But, uh, yeah, are you... Uh, it looks great. You're really working it. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a charmer. Uh, are, how long are you in town for? Um, Trivi, we're not here for very much longer, but, I mean... Who's to say? Yeah, enjoy your flirting now. You're going to look like a big fool, Your Honor, when you realize you've had the wrong man locked up for multiple seasons. Excuse me. Tio's going to, like, smile at her. He's going to, like, turn around when she can't see to Thomas. And he's going to, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Richard leans into you, Thomas, and goes, sick burn, assistant. Thank you. I, uh, I'm i not an assistant, but thank you. You better have a damn good case if, if you're hoping uh, to overturn this. It's not just damn good. It's really damn good. Damn it. Well, that's a bold claim. It is pretty damn good. Mm, is it? Well, you know. Well, point is, uh, if, if we're going to show that it's not Patrick, you better have someone else uh, to replace him, essentially. A different suspect. Well, the one we found in the woods that got away, and we, we barely escaped with our lives, Your Honor. Are you kidding? Like, yeah, would you rather have us died out there and you never cracked the case? I suppose not. Well... <laughs> Well, there you go. Very well. We shall wait for your witnesses. I'm going to go check on them. Okay. You head out and you begin walking out of the courthouse and back towards the inn. And when you're about a quarter of the way there, you see them coming up the hill. You see Elvira and Purse are helping a kind of sick looking Rob walk who's looking a little weak. Terry is there slithering behind them, kind of keeping an eye on him and dabbing his forehead with what looks like a damp cloth. Oh, boy. (laughs) Hey, hey, guys. Uh, hey, how's it going? Hi, sorry for bringing you out. I know you're not feeling the best. No, don't worry about it. It's just that, oh, God. That thing really took a chunk out of me. All right, look, guys, I'm just going to go inside. We're going to show them what's going on, and then we're going to get you out as fast as possible. All right. Uh, And you see he just begins, like, sweating, and you guys walk your way into the court. Ah, good. Assistant, welcome back. Not your assistant. Um, Judge, these are the other witnesses. Uh, Welcome. Okay, so what's uh, what's the case here? Walk me through the events. Why is Patrick West not guilty of the five murders? There's no way that Patrick could be guilty of the five murders. Simply because, one, he lived in your society. No one saw him commit these attacks. They were only assumptions based on what people assumed to be, he's going to use like finger quotations, to be werewolf 
uh, markings and claws. Clearly, it couldn't have been Patrick because as he's been locked up here for seasons, the attacks have continued to go on. My friend here, and I'm going to like yank Rob by like the back of his neck oh. while he's still like sick. It's like he clearly was attacked by something last night that was completely out of this world. Isn't that right, Rob? And he's going to like turn his head yeah. towards him. Uh, ow, ow, ow. I mean, like completely like brutalized i mean look at his arm i'm just gonna like yank his arm up i'm just gonna like smack it a little bit i'm just like oh, oh, look at oh, that <laughs> hold up and rob kind of starts trying to undo the bandage around his bicep and you see elvira helps him do it and it is a bloody bloody bandage and you see probably about half if not more of the bicep is just gone oh fantasy jesus christ and she gets on her frog legs and jumps up over the judge's bench and lands like in the middle of the open area in the front and then jumps over again and gets up and looks at it and goes, whoa, uh, someone uh, br- bring me the files from the West case. And uh, you see a, a little courtroom assistant goes and takes through some files and then she pulls out some what look like courtroom sketches of the bodies of the murders and she compares it to his bicep and she goes, yeah, well, these look incredibly similar. Mr. Strong, can, can, can you describe what it was that attacked you? Oh, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess I, I was a little drunk and... Drunk? Y- yeah. Well, h- how, how can we trust your testimony then? I mean, Your Honor, clearly he was definitely attacked by something. Nothing could just take a chunk out of his arm like that, drunk or not drunk. Well, uh, but we were there too. We got him out of there. We saw the thing. We saw the same thing we he did. did. We did see the thing. The, that were you drunk? No. No. Completely no, sober. I'm fighting for no, our lives. You look like a couple of party animals to me. Uh, the only reason Rob is alive today is because of us. Our, like, look at his arm. Yeah. So, as I was saying, some people hired us to... And then you see Elvira kind of, like, opens her eyes really wide and looks at him and he goes, Uh, investigate the murders that have been going on. And we went out into the forest and, well, next thing I knew, this big beast looked like a, a werebear or wolf or one of those lichens. It picked me up by the scruff of my neck and before I could even react it took it took my bicep out my right bicep that's my best bicep bro hmm if it's anything like the left one I'm sure yeah so I don't know yeah that's that's it then I kind of passed out like really quick it was kind of weird I guess blood loss or something all right. Um. Clearly, there's something in the forest that's not Patrick that's committing these atrocities. Uh, I think we but should free Patrick. We, how do we know that whatever's in the forest is responsible for the same crimes that Patrick was committing? They're the same type of attacks, and Patrick wasn't committing attacks. But as we've seen, that the bite marks and claw marks match up with friend here. Also, the attacks were continuing while Patrick was in jail. Yes, but how do how do we know they're one and the same? What if you just if, matched up the pictures with the bicep mark? Are you joking? First of all, you didn't even see. It could pa- have been another creature of the same type. You didn't see Patrick commit any crimes. This is more evidence than you you had the first time around. I don't know why we are tiptoeing around what is clearly obvious here. Yeah, <clears throat> Your Honor, clearly Patrick has been completely wronged here. There was not proper evidence comparing anything that he could have done to the scene of the crime. And honestly, I do think that people are a little bit biased to people. You, you like, you know how it is between you and I. These humanoids, oh, sorry, Thomas, are <laughs> usually so prejudiced against anything that they're afraid of or that they don't see as normal. And he's going to use his, like, the quotations again. And I just think that they're afraid of Patrick. Uh, honestly, Your Honor, he was living among the humans before that, right? Yes. And would you say that Patrick helped contribute positively to society? Was he not a valued member of the community, feared or not? Perhaps. 
I simply don't think that such a valued member of the community who is trying so hard to change the image that people have of his kind, and he's just been wrongly accused of this attack. Clearly, there is something else out there as well that is not Patrick. And Francis is gonna walk over, he's gonna like put like her hand in between like his, and he's gonna look in her eyes and be like, Judge, I know that you want to do the right thing, and you and I both know Patrick has nothing to do with this. I think we need to let this man go. Roll a persuasion check. I'll give you advantage for the uh, the case you've made. <laughs> Natural 20, and I got a plus 8. She looks deep into your eyes for a nice long pause and goes, You're a powerful orator, Mr. Jiro, and you make a compelling case. I only speak the truth. Oh, he's okay. Yeah, I mean, well, I could, I could orate power, so powerfully, right, Thomas? Sure. <clears throat> Very well. Are you quite done? Y- y- yes, you're, you're a genius. As I was saying, you're a powerful orator, Mr. Jiro, and you make a compelling case. Stenographer, get over here. And Judge Russell holds out Rob's hand and says, Sketch this now! And the stenographer begins sketching on like a little notebook. And it takes a couple of minutes, but they seem to get a pretty good representation of the injury. And Judge Russell grabs it, adds it into that folder with the file, and uh, says, All right, so here's what's going to happen. I think you've made a good case that Patrick West is uh, likely innocent. Or, at the very least, that we've made an incorrect call here. It's, it's entirely possible. However, until we have a different person linked to the crimes, I can't let him walk free. What I can do is offer him parole, effective immediately considering the sentence he's already served. If you bring me replacement evidence or a replacement suspect then perhaps we can look at fully overturning his sentence. I'll give you one season to do it. Let let me get this straight. You admitted to possibly getting it wrong. You admitted that we presented a good case, that it was not Patrick, and yet you're still going to let an innocent individual rot in a cell while we do the dirty work. Order in the the court! I am offering him parole for one season to give you plenty of time to finish this investigation, he is to remain in the town of Lycos. He will not be in jail. Should we fail to present a stronger case by the end of the next season, he will return to jail. But I have faith that that will not be the case. Even though he's innocent and the only reason he's in jail in the first place is because all of you he, are racist in this town. And that's he why. is plausibly innocent. Mind your tongue. Your Honor, with this parole, would you appoint someone to officiate over him? Maybe someone to watch over him as well? I don't think that's necessary. Mr. West has shown incredibly good behavior. Okay. Thank you, Your Honor. You're very welcome. You do well to learn some manners, young man. Help yours, Your Honor. Excuse me! Your Honor, my friend does not speak for me. What was your name again? Turton Tiro, did I I give her a fake name? Yes. What was it? Was it Paul? I don't remember. Paul Telps. Paul Telps, I find you in minor contempt of court. You are to pay a two-gold fine to the clerk. What, was court in session? Can you do that? Yes. I don't know if that's how it works, Your Honor. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you want to do my job? I, I would certainly do it better than you. Your Honor, uh, he will pay your fine. I will do no such thing. I can levy fines all day, Mr. Telps. Make that three gold. I'm going to drag Thomas out of the room. Thank you, Jiro. No, thank you, Your Honor. No, no, it's my honor. (laughs) Oh, you see what I did there? I did. It was great. All right, anyways, come back anytime. Reclaimers, come in. We have some paperwork to sort out. We're halfway there. You can't dig to China, Larry. 
This, this is the Halftime Ad with Nikki B. Hey everybody, Halftime Ad, gonna make this one real quick, cause today's episode is brought to you by you. Thank you, yes it's you, because you patrons, we get to do this extra little stuff, right? As a thank you, we've got patron bonus content, and uh, we're gonna show you a little clip today from uh, Back to Basics, because that is what we've been doing lately, we have such a great, grand, fun time. We're just playing through some traditional D&D adventures and uh, making a little show out of it. It's great. It's fun. Michael Pisani does an excellent job with the narration and the DMing, of course. All right. What you are about to hear is a gang of goblins being convinced to unionize against their tyrant leader as a very, very small character sneaks out of a fanny pack to save their uncle. And in exchange for not mutinying, uh, you both collectively agree to come to the table and bargain for something that benefits both parties. Oh, okay. I, I think I see what you're saying. So it's it's kind of what I was doing with you guys. As he's been saying, this summer has very like casually taken off the fanny pack and unzipped it and set it on the ground while maintaining intense eye contact with Yumik. And I'm going to stealthily slip out of that fanny pouch. Okay, roll a stealth check with advantage for me, please. Okay. 22. <laughs> all right, you manage to sneak by. All the goblins are kind of enraptured in this speech that Summer has been giving about unionizing and the benefits of communism. Uh, <laughs> the Soviet uh, theme song starts playing. Theme song anthem. What am I talking Theme song. Theme song. <laughs> So Yimik, Yimik um, is staring at um, at Summer. Uh-huh. So, so I let me just make sure I've got this right. So we collectively, and he kind of gestures to the other goblins to come over, and they all kind of gather together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so we collectively go with our kind of um, our grievances to Clark. Yeah. And because we control the power, because we have numbers, and because we're kind of like the muscle... He is brought to the table by us, and we then discuss our issues, and we work it out. Yeah? Yeah. Am I getting that right? No, you're, you're getting it exactly right, because think about it. If Clark were just out in the woods by himself, what would he, I mean, I'm sure he's a big, strong guy, but beyond that... Well, they're distracted. Primo's going to, like, sneak up to Hall Winter. <laughs> Go ahead and roll that dexterity check, and also, uh, Winter Winters, are you... Is that where you were headed anyway, or...? There you go. That's a little tiny taste of the fun that we have on that show. Of course, there are a bunch of other bonus content, Haunted Hearts, Caffeine Kisses, and After the Drimbus. Uh, But you got to be a patron to check it out. And now you can be an annual Patreon with the annual Patreon membership, which gets you basically a whole membership for a year for 10% off. Don't miss out if you really like what we do on the main show. It's some extra fun to be had over there. All right. These guys know what I'm talking about. Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, Victoria Madrid. You still messed up after that last one, right? Greta Vignet, looking good. Alejandro Lopez, you look a little fuck. Yeah, yeah. A little bit faded, a little bit faded after that last one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who we got here? Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Emrys Craig. They were just bumping it, dude. You know what I'm saying? Don't miss out. Regina Russell, she's loving it. I know she is. I... I just know. Morgan Holly, Salty, Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb. Did you get home safe? All right. The unnamed rogue. 
Who knows what they're doing? John Gillette, Chloe G. We had Con Air on DVD. It was a time. NB star, Stevie B. Keys. There was the doubtful guest. Turned out to be pretty chill. Everybody loved him. Michael Richters. We had Davis Walden. We got Fina Moonstrider, Denny Dewdrop, and of course, we brought the house down with Myth Mouse. All right? Yeah, it's a party that you're missing out on. What can I say? All right, that's the after party. Back to the main party. The show. The, the show. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here. And today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please... Check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi Western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. Very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Excellent job, assistant. Um, Interesting work, Mr. Tobes. I guess I am a lawyer, huh? You're lucky that that judge is on crack and doesn't know eyewitness testimony if it smacks her up the froggy backside. (laughs) Bro, Regina's never gonna like you. (laughs) (laughs) This is her character. Oh, no! (laughs) Yes! Shouts out, Regina. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it after the news. Uh Anyways, at this point, Rob looks at you and goes, oh, All right, so, good stuff, I guess. Yeah? Yeah, you guys did wonderfully. Um, you should definitely head back to the inn, and you should get some rest. You guys should probably stay here a while until you can feel better. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't plan on going anywhere else. Rob, do you have a fever? What's wrong with you? I think so. I think whatever was in that monster's mouth, Probably just a lot of bacteria. Bite must have gotten a little infected. Oh, for sure. Right. You, you definitely want to go rest. All right. I guess we'll rest up, and when we're feeling better, maybe we can help out with the with your search for whoever that murderer is. Oh, we would definitely appreciate that. All right. Let's get you out of here. Uh, thanks again, guys. And if uh, if you need anything, we'll be in the inn. Okay. And they walk away. A couple of minutes pass in the courtroom, and eventually one of the reclaimers comes up to you and says, This is from Judge Russell for your payment. And they hand you a slip of paper. Material is going to pick that up. Like, nice. Get paid for this, dude? Thomas, what do I do with this? You just take it to the clerk. They'll give us money. Oh, okay. Well, so I'm going to take it over to the clerk. I'm just like, Hi, I was told to hand this to you. Uh, yeah, you walk up to the clerk and you see a big slug person, and they go, let me see your paperwork. Uh, paperwork? Just give him the paper. Oh, oh right. Just give, give me the slip. Right, 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 right here. 
All right. That's 20 gold pieces for your services to the court. Minus three gold in fines. Right. 17 gold. I'm going to look over at Thomas. <laughs> and they slide out 17 gold pieces to you in a little pouch. Thanks. Thank you for your service. No, thank you. Yeah. So I was going to pocket 10 gold. It's like, oh, this is because I won the case, and you guys can split the rest. Well, as the lead attorney, I should take the remaining seven. It was my plan. I should get should get nine gold. You guys can work that out. I'm going to walk outside. I'm going to put seven in my pocket. Uh, Richard grabs the seven gold. Okay. <laughs> Roll a dexterity contest. A 17. He got a six. <laughs> <clears throat> Very well. You can hold on to that for me. Thank you, nephew. Okay. Tears are going to pop back in like, um, Paul, can I, I talk to you out here privately? I suppose. All right. So there are multiple things happening here. One, obviously, we got our friend free. We're going to have to do something with him because he can't leave town. Two, those people are super suspicious. They mentioned earlier that we they told us last night they were sent there on like the mission to go kill those people and then... They will kill whatever's in the forest. And then uh, he was going to mention it. She kind of made like a, a, a look or a face at him. And he kind of changed it to investigate. Also, he's definitely going to be an um, airwolf way. Right. Um, so um, <laughs> what are we going to do about that? Well, I stopped listening to when you said uh, we got him free because uh, we did not get him free. We got him on parole. Uh, if you let me handle it, maybe I would have gotten him free, but you decided Thomas, to smooth the judge not, and you got him not, on parole. <coughs> look, look, it's look, look. a little look, bit different. Uh, got different definitions of All free we, here. To be honest with you, we just have to bring them. We just have to bring them a replacement, right? Right. So if we find out more about these adventurers, if we turns out that they're bad people, we can take the one who's most certainly going to be a, you know, and turn him in instead. Right. Uh, also, he's definitely going to transform. So people are in danger. So what do you suggest we do then? Just drag him back in here? I mean, he, he might have to transform first. I don't, I don't know. I, in all honesty, I don't really know what's going on here. You're supposed to be a lawyer like oh no look, you were doing just fine on your own Tyronicus you didn't need my help look, in there at all all I know you is you know you took the reins perfectly have, fine all I know is we have an incubating werewolf at the inn and I don't think that's gonna go well for the people there also I really don't want that to go back towards our friend who's about to be on parole which I kind of wish they put someone out to watch him. Okay. I, well, why don't we get... We need help. We The two of us can't drag a werewolf back over here and away from other people. So we'll need a few more hands on deck for this, I think. I mean, what's better to fight a werewolf than a werewolf, right? Uh, bad idea. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think Patrick's going to sign up for that. I think Patrick will sign up for anything that's going to help his family get free. And especially considering that his family is the one that put us in this position to begin with. So you're saying a werewolf gets let loose on the town, Patrick comes in to save the day, and we clear Patrick's name? Maybe not let loose on the town, but he's definitely going to transform. So if we have Patrick bring in a werewolf... Hmm. Good work, assistant. That's not a bad plan. I mean, considering how well we did in that case, I think you might be my assistant at this point. Let's be well, honest. Well, like I said, you got lucky that the judge was an idiot. And, uh, you know, you interrupted me constantly. I didn't, I didn't even get to get a word in there to, you know, we could have gotten Patrick free as opposed to parole. And at this point, the double doors leading into the court open. And Richard runs out and goes up to one of the little platforms that the pillars sit on. And he goes, assistance, may I present... Patrick West and the doors open and you see Patrick slowly walk out free and he looks at you and he says it's good to be free 
Well, kind of free, I, th- I think. I-, I was told I was on parole. Yes. So we have a season to give them a replacement for you. Yes. Obviously, we can't use your family. Oh, you you don't expect me to hang around here, do you? Oh, but you, you have to. You can't leave town. I I was planning on skipping town with my family. Just never come back. Uh, you can't do that. Actually, Thomas, couldn't think of it. Can they really catch him if he's gone? I mean, there's really no one watching it. They wouldn't know where to find him. But you know, I the town's kind of in danger now, and it might be our fault. Yeah, the town is definitely in danger now. What do you mean? Um, let's. Get a little bit farther away from the courthouse. Right. And we'll explain things. Very well. Let's walk. Okay. Your friend Abby went a little bit off the rails the other night. I'm just saying. Mm. She might have taken a bite out of an individual in town and he might be turning into a werewolf as we speak. Uh, Yeah. So I always thought Abby was smarter than that. She's she is very very smart. She just let the bloodlust get to her head a little bit, you know. Yes, I'm sure my son hasn't been the best influence on her. He runs a little hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's definitely someone who is. I don't really know what the symptoms of lycanthropy are, but he's really sick, so I'm going to assume that he is going to transform, and there are people in danger. That is usually how it begins. However, the lycan curse takes some time to kick in. How long would you say? When I was bitten, it took me, lord, uh, probably about a, a week before I started to see the first real symptoms. Two or three before I could shift. Nearly a season before I could do it at will. But trust, within about two weeks, he will likely experience his first uncontrolled shift. For two weeks? Are we going to hang around for two weeks? He's kind of free. Will they really be able to catch Bradford? Uh, we can't. We cannot let this werewolf run amok around town now. What are we going to do? We'll just sit around for two weeks before he turns into a werewolf? I guess so, because you wanted him to go on parole instead of freeing him. I just wanted him to be out in the open. I mean, the guy's been sitting in a cell for seasons. What is your plan once this man shifts? Why is this so important? Beat him up and turn him in as the person who attacked everyone. Right. We figured we could clear your name if you are the one to turn him in. And that also clears your family of suspicion because then we pin this uh, Rob for the murders, you know? That also depends on if he's like a bad person because I would feel bad turning this innocent dude in. Well, he did try to kill your family unprovoked. so He did try to kill your family. This is true. Counts as a bad person to me. There we go. Easy peasy. Do I even need you for any of this? What What do you propose? I stop him? Yes. That would probably be ideal, so no, there are no other um, casualties. But what of my family? I mean, they'll be waiting. They, they should not continue hunting, no. They will not accept a cease. Mm. Well, we gotta get your family out of here somehow. There's no way we can last two weeks here with his family there as well. There's going to be some other hunting party, especially if we just told them there's a beast in the forest. I mean, can't you eat other animals in the forest? Like, aren't there like squirrels or... Yes, we tried that for some time. The energy required to sustain a wolf is large. Right. That is not your problem. Listen, I appreciate you setting me free. I will... I suppose I can't really go to the pass, as that's technically outside of town. Correct. I will trust your judgment. I can either remain here until the victim shifts and I can try to stop him, or I can run now, take my family, and leave. I would wait here. It's ideal if you wait, but... What are we going to do about his family? Well, we'll go back to them and tell them they have to find some other means of eating for the next two weeks until Patrick is actually free. I can handle my family, if nothing else, for the two weeks. All I need you to do is deliver a message to them. At night, tell them to discreetly come to the manor, our home in the town. There I can better coordinate with them. 
we will remain here until the man shifts. At which point I can... Either you can return to help me or I can figure it out somehow. That sounds like a plan to me. That sounds like a great plan. You've done enough for us already. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. You're a cool guy. As are you. Tronic is going to put his hand on him. He's like, I'm glad you're out of that, though. And uh, sorry for, you know, reading your mind. Oh, yes, it was a little invasive, but I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. I will do my best to make sure my pack does not squander it. Oh, Patrick, while we have uh, two weeks to kind of dick around a bit, do you mind telling us a bit about Millie? You say that and uh, Patrick drops dead. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no way. I don't know how many times I can keep telling... No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> you keep tempting fate, buddy. Um, a fish, like, crawls out of the ground and dies. That was kind of sick. <laughs> you, Thomas, you have got to stop saying that. Yes. I forget. My part of the bargain. Maximilian. Yes, please. I have not spoken to him in a very long time. But last I heard, he was planning to lock himself in a tower. A place called Isolde's Crest in East Orgea. That's all I know. Can you spell Isolde's? I-S-O-L-D-E apostrophe S. Oh, so it's like Isolde's Crest, not Isolde's Crest. I get it. You're a very good speller, Patrick. Thank you. You're welcome. I pride myself in winning spelling bees. Wow. I'm going to go clean up the manor. I have to imagine it's not in a great condition after all this time. Please, deliver that message. You got it. Will do. I will remain here in town. I will remain vigilant. When the time comes, I will do what I must. If you're here, then we can decide how to move forward. If you're not, I trust we'll come up with something. But thank you. You're welcome. Everyone put your hands in real quick. Uh, very well. And he puts his hand in. Team Thomas on three. Team Richard on four. Yeah, team Thomas on three. One, One two, two, three, three four, Thomas. Richard. Tronicus has nothing to do with any of that. Richard, yes. No, it's Thomas, Patrick. Thomas, Team Thomas. Thomas and Richard. Thank you. No. Ramos. Tricus is going to take the letter and leave. <laughs> All right. Time to go. Very well. Thank you again. And as you guys begin to head off, you hear the squeak of some very familiar wheels. And sure enough, who pulls up in an iron caravan but Monique Valentine? Hey. Uh, with two horses pulling now. She seems to have acquired a new horse. And she goes, well, well, well. If it isn't my favorite attorneys. Monique, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm actually a little bit happy to see you. Well, I'm quite pleased to see you. Uh, how'd it go? It's It went a solid 7 out of 10, I'd think. Technically, we're still in the middle of it, but, you know, we're, we're still working on things. But for the most part, they're okay. Okay, can, can I help? Uh, Not really, no. And No, it's pretty, pretty resolved. I mean, if you want to help us in a couple of weeks... Uh, what do you mean? What, what What's going on? What's the plan? Uh, why don't we go to somewhere a little more secure and we can talk about things? But Monique, just go to the inn. Uh, Tiro and I are too busy for this. We're going to go do our thing and then we'll come back and explain everything to you. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, who is this? Oh, hi. I'm uh, Monique. Uh, and she looks at him and she goes, may justice prevail? Oh, are you? Is this your... Friend, a contact of sorts? Yes, this would be her. Ah, pleasure to meet you. Hi, uh, Monique Valentine. Uh, Richard Edgeworth. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Uh, all right, well, I guess, I guess I'll see you boys in a bit. See you in a bit. Yeah. Uh, this way, Miss Valentine, my inn is just over here. Oh, be careful, Tiro. You have competition. He's taking her back to the inn. And I'm just gonna, like, look at him. And I'm just gonna keep walking. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you guys walk back to the den and you see uh, it, it takes a hot second to get there through the pass. You kind of lose your way in the trail a little bit, but eventually you find that big handprint on the stone. How are we supposed to get in here? Oh, shoot. Uh, Tiro, 
Give me your hand. What? What? I'm gonna slice his hand open. Just slightly, not a lot. And I'm gonna punch Thomas. <laughs> Roll an alarm attack for me. That was a three. Okay. You try to punch Thomas, and he, like, ducks out of the way. Just put your hand on the thing, please. <sighs> All right. Put my hand on it. You put your hand on the thing, and nothing happens. Whoops. Uh, clip. <laughs> Is there anyone we could contact and just, like, look around? Uh, I'm just going to knock on the door, see if anyone's home. You knock, and nothing happens. And then a few moments later, the stone slides out of the way. And Oliver greets you, and he goes, Come in, come in. I'm going to, like, wrap my finger in something. So I'm not bleeding around a bunch of werewolves. <laughs> yeah, good call, good call. Yeah, you you rip a bit of cloth off your shirt and wrap it around your head. Yeah, I'm gonna rip part of Thomas's thing and I'm gonna wrap it around. You my will head. not. Absolutely. No, dodge, Pikachu, dodge. This is his fault. <laughs> Just ripping dodge. a piece of that off and wrapping it around my finger. Roll a dexterity contest, I guess. Twenty-one. Nineteen plus four, twenty-three. Damn it. <laughs> Ooh. All right, yeah, you managed to tear a bit of his uh, his red jacket. You owe me two gold. I'm gonna like lick my wound. I'm gonna spit the blood to the ground. I'm gonna look at him and I'm gonna like the whole time I'm not breaking eye contact. And I'm just gonna wrap my <laughs> hand up. I'm gonna try to steal gold from him. Uh, do you guys need a moment? No, we're going inside. I need two gold from him this instant. He's nuts. You get nothing. Thomas, roll a slide ahead. Okay. 16. Don't roll anything against it. Roll a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity save. 17 plus 4, 21. God damn it. All right, you try to pickpocket him, and he slaps your hand away. Ow. Anyway, I'm walking inside. So what What happened? Oh, right. With my dad. Tira's going to pull out the letter, and he's like, we got him out on parole. He's free for a season, but... They want a replacement. We have this letter here from your dad. Let me see. You think you should read it. Okay. Yeah. And Oliver takes it and he opens it and he looks it over and he goes, all right. He, he wants us to go back to the manor tonight so we can talk, figure some stuff out. Discreetly. Yes. And without attacking anyone. Yes. Yes. We can manage it for a night. Thank you. This is a, it, it's, it's nice to know he's out. I, I didn't think he would be. Ever again. Well, he's not out out yet. He, we're getting there. We're like halfway there. Well, yes, there. but it's it's nice to know he's not in a cell, is all I'm saying. True. That's true. Well, do you need anything else from us, or? Do you have any cold beverages, maybe a water for the road? I think we'll be okay. Thank you, guys. It's a long walk back. I could use a water. There's a lake just uh, across the forest. Oh, whatever. We're leaving. Come on, Tiro. We're going. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome, Abby. Uh, uh, Oliver looks at you, looks at Abby, looks back at you. <laughs> just walk away. Tara's <laughs> just going to turn around. He's going to like shrug his shoulders like, I don't know. You see on your way out, Tiro, you, like you look over your shoulder, and Abby seems to be walking towards the back of the cave, and her cheeks blush. <gasps> her, her butt cheeks. Wait, who saw that? Did I see that or did T-Row see that? T-Row saw it. Fuck. T-Row's going to say absolutely nothing because fuck Thomas. <laughs> Damn it. Thomas has done nothing wrong. You cut my hand, bitch. You <laughs> get in the thing. You tried to rob me, too. You, you robbed to, me first. That, we were supposed to, to split that money. You, you tried to rob me. more of my money and now I'm a You would have got 10 coins hungry. if you didn't talk shit. <laughs> Let's just leave. <laughs> This is my favorite content here. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we're out of there. Okay, and you guys head out of Thornthroat Pass. You head back towards the inn. It is getting to be late afternoon as you head back inside and you head into uh, Richard's room and Richard and Monique seem to be chatting and laughing as you walk. And she's like, oh, 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 Mr. Edgeworth, you, you, you are just too much. Oh, hey, boys. I think she's cheating on you, Tiro. I'm going to walk in there and go and be like, hey, guys, how's it going? Well, hey, Tyronicus. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm okay. And Tyronicus is going to, like, sit in the chair and he's going to pull her onto his lap. Wait, really? Okay. <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> yeah, uh, she's sitting on the bed, and you pull her off the bed and onto the chair, and she goes, whoop. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Swept off my feet. <laughs> uh, 
She's red, so you can't tell, but she's blushing. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to stay far away from all that. And she goes, all right. So fill me in. What's, uh, what's going on? Okay. Thomas, why don't you fill her? Wait, no, fuck you. She asked you. You do it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, as I must say, I did quite an amazing feat. You'd be really proud of me uh, through the conversations that we had before. So we kind of had a little court. And uh, I just so happened to negotiate to get our friend Patrick parole for a season. We do have to replace him with a different victim, but we have an idea because we met a bunch of adventurers last night. Kind of a bunch of a-holes, not going to lie. One of them happened to get bit by a werewolf, and I'm pretty sure he's going to transform in, like... Two weeks. So are you planning on sticking around for that? Uh, no, we two weeks we can come back. There's we got. All right. There's eyes on well, it. There's eyes on is it. it. Is there any progress on uh, on you know who? On Millie? Oh my god! You say Millie, and the bed catches fire. Ah! Oh! Use the yellow pajamas. Use the yellow pajamas to put them out. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And Richard grabs the yellow pajamas and begins like flapping them on the bed to put out the fire. <clears throat> I wonder what could have caused that. Anyway, so we learned that it's been a long time since our we've seen anything about him, but apparently he had a castle in Isolde's Crest in East Orgay. Isolde's Crest, all right. Also, you wouldn't happen to know anything about something going on in, like, Heartland or Hardy's Healing Temple? Huh. No, I can't say I do. Uh, around Mount Heartland, anything weird? No. Okay. But I guess... Isolde's Crest is our next stop, right? I think so. Should we head there, like, immediately, or... Because we'll have to come back in two weeks, you know. How far is Isolde's Crest? I'm not super familiar, but but I think I know the area. It's here in Ogea, so can't be more than maybe a day or two. I think that might be our best bet, yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to say I don't see any reason why we shouldn't go now, but... uh. Well, I, I did have a little bit of a development. Oh? Development? Well, Hagatha sent me out to uh, Green Barrel. Mm-hmm. And simple case. I did it. I got him off. But she wanted me to uh, do some recon on Gary's house. And, uh, well, I had to tell her the truth. Because if we're being honest, she's got eyes everywhere. And uh, I didn't want to be caught on the wrong end of a lie. So I told her he was gone. I said I didn't know where. Uh, no reason for her to suspect that. Only trouble is now she uh, she knows Gary's gone and might be looking for him. Right. And at that point, he's going to pull out the email. Okay. And see if there's any messages from Gary. You don't see any messages. However, as you pull out the pad, Monique goes, Also, there was one more thing. Um, she wanted me to look through his mail mm-hmm. while I was there. And... Uh, well, I, I sent her most of it, but uh, I didn't send her this. She pulls out a letter and she goes, I know I shouldn't be reading other people's mail, but I figured, I, I don't know if he's coming back and maybe there was something important. And well, and she hands you this handwritten letter. It seems to be addressed to Gary from someone named Sophia. And she says, well, Gary's dad is dead. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps and T.J. Berry as Tyrannicus. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited and sound designed by Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show show after the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, I'm Bernard. And I'm Magenta. You might know us from such hit podcasts as Madame Magenta, Sonus Mystica. Horror anthology Magenta Presents. Or season three of Mockery Manor. We're everywhere. And we're spreading faster than an STD in an old folks' home, because now we have a brand new podcast. Wham! Wham! It's a fun acronym that stands for We Have a Movie. Oh, it's not just an acronym, Bernard. It's not? It's a chat podcast where we invent smash hit Hollywood movies based on popular toys. If you like the Barbie movie and you want to see similar treatments of your favourite childhood toys, I'll wager you'll like Wham! With episodes on Polly Pocket, Rubik's Cube, Game Boy, Strawberry Shortcake, Furby, Connect Four, and lots of other nostalgia bait. But it's not just for adults who still like toys. It's a podcast for anyone who loves Hollywood tropes and comedy. And quantum mechanics. And BDSM. Wham! has something for everyone, but is still specifically about movies. That's Wham! W-H-A-M. You know, like when Batman punches someone. Yes. Adam West. That Batman. Exactly. Not the Christopher Nolan one. No. Download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's what the world needs, another movie podcast. Was that clear? Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned quantum mechanics. Mm.